One of the halachic concepts, principles, which relates to several, to many mitzvot, to many areas, is the concept, the principle of ha'osek be-mitzvah, patur mina mitzvah. Somebody who is engaged, busy, doing a mitzvah, a specific mitzvah, we call it mitzvah aleph. During that time, while he is engaged in doing mitzvah aleph, he is patul, he is exempt of doing mitzvah bet. For that matter, of doing any other mitzvot of the Torah. For example, somebody who is going, is on his way, busy, traveling, making arrangement to perform the mitzvah of Pidyon Shvuim, to redeem somebody who was imprisoned. And it's in the middle of Sukkot. Pidyon Shvuim, to redeem somebody who was imprisoned, is a mitzvah. And during Sukkot, you have a mitzvah to eat in a Sukkah. The law is, Ha'oseg be-mitzvah, patur min mitzvah Since this individual, he's engaged, he's busy, performing the mitzvah of Pidyon Shvuim. So while he's traveling during Sukkot and doing this mitzvah, he is exempt during that time from the mitzvah of eating in a sukkah. One of the sources for this uh, rule, for this principle, is from Parashat Beha'alotra. With regards to the story of those people, there was a group of people uh, soon clarify the details, who were unable to bring the Korban Pesach to sacrifice the Pesach offering. And as a result, they came to Moshe. We'll soon see the details. And Pesach Sheni, a new mitzvah, was introduced thanks to their request, thanks to their desire to perform the mitzvah of Korban Pesach. So, let's first take a look in the text of the Talmud. How do we learn from this story the principle of Ha'osek mitzvah patur minna mitzvah? What I'm going to do is I'm going to read from the Gemara, from the Hebrew, translate, and then I'm going to take a moment to explain the background Elaborate a bit on what the Talmud is saying. Says the Talmud in Tractate Sukkah. Ve'aosek be'mitzvah patur min ha'mitzvah mehacha nafka, mehatam nafka. This principle that we just mentioned, when you're busy doing a mitzvah, you're exempt from doing any other mitzvot. We derive it from there. From where? 
from the story of Pesach Sheni. The Tanya, it was taught in a Braisa, quoting the Pasuk of the Torah, Vayehi Anashim, Asher Hayut Meim Lenefesh Adam, Vegoimer. There were people who were impure, and so they couldn't bring the Korban Pesach on the 14th of Nisan, the original time and mitzvah for the Korban Pesach, asks the Gemara, Otam Anashim Mihayu. Those people, who were they? The Talmud lists a few opinions who were they. And one of the opinions, which is quoted here, related to our subject tonight, Askin Bemet Mitzvah Ayu. There were people who were busy performing the mitzvah of burying a Jewish individual, in that case, a Jewish relative. Shechal Shvi'i Shelahen Liyot Be'erev Pesach. The seventh day since the burial fell on the eve of Pesach, meaning on the 14th of Nisan. And so they were still impure, impure by the Tumatmet, but the level, the highest level of impurity through touching a dead body. Shneemar, as it says, They could not bring the Pesach offering on that day. What does it mean on that day? Implying that the next day, Essentially, theoretically, they could have bring the Korban Pesach because by then they would have already been pure. Says the Talmud, It was only on that day, the seventh day, <clears throat> since the burial, which were still impure, they could not bring the Korban Pesach. But the next day, Yecholim La'asot, they were able to theoretically bring the Korban Pesach. And that's how we know that Osek mitzvah patur mina mitzvah. If you engage into doing a mitzvah, you're exempt from doing another one. How so? So let me explain. Let's go back to what the Talmud was saying here. Fill you in with a few details. And then explain how the proof from this Pasuk, from this story... Uh, how do we derive the din of Osek B'mitzvah? The Torah tells us the story that on the 14th of Nisan, second year since uh, Yitziat Mitzrayim, which is the day to bring the Kovan Pesach, there was a group of people who could not bring the Kovan Pesach. And why? Because they were impure at the level of uh, tumatmet, level of impurity that a person get by being in the presence or touching a dead body. And the halacha is, if a person is impure, he may not bring the korban Pesach. So, they came to Moshe Rabbeinu and they said, Lama nigara, why should we lose the opportunity? They've made a special request. I mean, this is Unusual, because usually when you miss the boat, you miss the boat, you miss the mitzvah, you miss the mitzvah. But they felt 
that they still somehow can get a second chance. So they ask Moshe, we still want to bring the Kavan Pesach at a later opportunity. And they turn to him with their request, unusual request. Moshe turns to Hashem. And Hashem, because of their tremendous desire, introduced a second Pesach. Pesach Sheni on the 14th of Iyar, a month later, anyone who was not able to bring the Korban Pesach Rishon is now able to bring the Korban Pesach Sheni. This is quite unusual. There is a Hasidic lesson that we derive from it that Nishtoken Farfalan, it's never too late. There is always a second chance. Pesach Sheni teaches us that concept that there is always a second chance. In Torah, in Yiddishkeit, it's never that I miss the boat. I can always try to find a Pesach Sheni, find another opportunity to fulfill what I've missed. Now, the Talmud asks, who were those people? And why were they impure? And why do they say, Bayomahu? Meaning, on this day, the 14th of Nisan, implying as if, theoretically, tomorrow it would have been okay. Says the Talmud, and these people, seven days earlier, that means on the 8th of Nisan, there was a relative of theirs that passed away, and they had to bury him. It's a mitzvah. When it says here, by the way, met mitzvah, it doesn't refer to the common expression of met mitzvah, which is, a Jewish person who died and doesn't have any relative and the first person who meets the body needs has a special mitzvah to bury that individual. We're not speaking about that. Rashi explained that we are speaking about a karov. That means these individuals, that group of people, had a relative who passed away and it's a mitzvah on the relatives to take care of the funeral, of the burial, of this, uh, of this, of this person. Now, I said it was on the eighth of Nisan. When a person originally, today, the laws of purity and impurity in the process of purification does not apply because we don't have the ability to purify. But in the days of uh, certainly then, after the Torah was given and during the times of Beit HaMikdash and so on, process of purification evolved a few details. In short, in brief, it took seven days to completely purify from uh, the level of Tumatmet, impurity from a dead body. And on the eighth day, the person is pure again. During those seven days, it had to be a person had to be the Kohen would sprinkle onto the individual a bit of the water made out of the red heifer. The person would also go to the mikveh and so on. So it means that on this day, by Yomahu, which is the seventh since the eighth of Nisan. So the day of Korban Pesach, the 14th of Nisan, they were still impure. And an impure person cannot bring the Korban Pesach. But tomorrow, had tomorrow be the day of Korban Pesach, 
they would have been pure and able to bring the, the Pesach. And that's what they meant. But Yomahu, we cannot bring the carbon Pesach. Now, here's the question. And that's how we get to the principle of Osek B'mitzvah, Pato Mitzvah. The law is that not only you have to bring the carbon Pesach, if you have a mitzvah to bring <clears throat> common Pesach today, we don't have the mitzvah, but when there was a time, during the time of the Beit HaMikdash, for instance, when there was a mitzvah on every Jew to bring the common Pesach, the mitzvah is not only on the 14th of Nisan to bring the common Pesach. The mitzvah of common Pesach includes that before that you have to do anything in your possibility to meet the conditions so when the 14th of Nisan will arrive, you should be able to bring the common Pesach. In other words, you're not allowed to cause by, let's say, touching a dead body seven days earlier, knowing that as a result, you'll become impure for seven days, and on the 14th of Nisan, you won't be able, you won't be able to bring the common Pesach. That's not allowed. So, how come these people, when it was the 8th of Nisan, somebody of the relative passed away, they, they went and touched the body, they, they, they made the burial. <clears throat> By that, they became impure, and they knew that in 7 days, they knew ahead of time, obviously, that it will still be impure for 7 days, and they won't be able to bring the common Pesach. How could they do that? When you have a mitzvah to bring the common Pesach, you have to do everything you can before. That includes... To ensure that you shouldn't be impure and so on. You'll answer, but burying a dead body, a relative, is a mitzvah. Well, that's not an answer because Pesach, Koban Pesach, is also a mitzvah. And in fact, Pesach, Koban Pesach, is a mitzvah that is more important than the mitzvah of, the, of burying a dead body. How do we know that? Because the consequences for the mitzvah is karet, which is heavenly death, if a person doesn't do the Kaban Pesach, which is not the case for the burial. Burial is a mitzvah, but if a person does not do the mitzvah, doesn't get any, it doesn't get any, any punishment, there is no consequences. So I'm not going to fo focus now on the consequence and on the punishment, but to determine whether a mitzvah is more important, less important, you go by the, this one way, of the consequences of the punishment for the mitzvah. So, carbon Pesach is even more important than the mitzvah of burying a dead body. And therefore, you cannot just answer, well, burying, dead, burying a, a person passed away is a mitzvah. Well, you have another mitzvah. You have carbon Pesach, and carbon Pesach is higher. And the answer is, because a osek mitzvah patur min mitzvah. When you're engaged doing a mitzvah, during that time, you are exempt from the other mitzvah. Therefore, seven days earlier, there is a person who passed away. Now they have a mitzvah to bury him. You'll say, well, how can they do this when they have another mitzvah, Kaban Pesach, in seven days? The answer is, while they're doing this, they are exempt of the other one. So therefore, since they are exempt from the carbon Pesach, they don't anymore have the problem of carbon Pesach. They have only this mitzvah. 
And that's why they bury their relative by be and they got engaged into that mitzvah and they became impure and as a result they couldn't bring a Kaban Pesach, etc., etc. That's how we derive it's one of the sources the principle of Osek be mitzvah patu mina mitzvah. Tonight we are going to go deeper as usual trying to understand the definition of this principle and as you'll see by defining better Talmudically speaking the meaning and the essence really of this principle we'll be able to see how several ramifications are evolving from the different ways to define the rule to define the principle 